is up, nerds? You're listening slash watching the Desi Nerds podcast. What's up? I'm Bearded Luke. I'm Havoc. And we have our first ever guest right now, the Manodestra777. What is up? Yo, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Oh, man. I'm so man, glad. Dude, you look slick. Look at that overlay. Look at that overlay, Luke. Look at that. <laughs> that looks sleek, man. It's good like, overlay. That's what, so that's what it looks like when that's we have what, a have That's a guest. what it looks like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should have guests more often, Luke. What do you uh, think? Yeah, how about every week? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on it. Sweet. So. Um, um, yeah, so um, first off, I want to apologize uh, to the fellow nerds um, on Luke's behalf. Uh we haven't had a, an episode the last couple of weeks. Obviously, real life always takes uh, priority. So I forgive him for now. But he promised <laughs> me it's never going to happen again, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, especially during the holidays. No matter what, he's going to be here. No matter what. <laughs> on so, Christmas Day. On, on Christmas Hanukkah, Day, even. Um, on so, all the days. Um, hashtag blame Luke. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot on the docket uh, this evening. Um, Mano, dude. Uh, again love that you're here glad to have you um you're one of the very few people within the community that i've been following me personally following like the last few years and uh and i've seen your uh ascendance so to speak <laughs> and uh enough of, of enough of me talking about you i want you to talk about you from like what you do uh on sure. youtube from your twitch mm-hmm. to where you started with destiny how y'all mm-hmm. got you know started with that why destiny why this game and mm-hmm. just Give us a little backstory about you. Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for the invitation. This is a really fun and exciting to be here with you guys. Uh, happy Sunday night to you. Um, so uh, for me, my journey began um, when I started watching Gethalian, uh for streaming, at least. Um, I at least started watching Gethalian when he was doing the Kingsfall, or not Kingsfall, Crota's End Raid. Um, I had started playing Destiny with a bunch of my friends, um, just as another game, I had played Titanfall and COD. I was very much in that whole area of video games right there at that moment. And um, I started watching Gethalian, and they said, you can watch the world's first race on twitch.tv slash King Gethalian. I was like, what the heck is Twitch? And so I went and um, checked it out. And I said, this is really cool. This is something like I think I could do this. Um, so I started watching a lot of that, and I started watching other Destiny content creators like Bife, um, data and things like that. And so I just took the jump and uh, said, you know what? I'm going to try and do this. I originally modeled my stuff after Bife's old stuff. If you can believe it, Bife back in the day did weapon reviews on videos. No, no kidding you. Like he didn't do lore. He did yeah. weapon reviews. And so I, I think I still remember my first couple of videos. One was about um, how to... Uh, or the Fang of Eryut, if you remember that scout rifle yep. from Destiny 1. Yep. Um, so it just kind of grew from there. I started doing more YouTube content. I started making weekly reset videos in Destiny 1, which started to be like a thing that people started to gather around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I didn't have very many followers or subscribers on YouTube, but YouTube started to pick up. And then I started doing Sherpas on Twitch, started doing Kingsfall raids and um, uh, Rise of Iron during Wrath of Machine. And then I kind of took a year off because I decided um, that I wanted to be in a position where I could stream more often, make content creation more often. And my job at the time was not able to do that. It wasn't a job I was really comfortable with. Um, so I took some time off, got a different job, moved uh, to Minnesota, um, and which is a little bit closer to my, where my folks live. 
and uh just started getting back after it um started doing like uh, a lot of more youtube stuff started really focusing on like the stuff that um some people might leave behind is a good way to think of it like stuff that you know sometimes people who are on the front edge of everything they sometimes are always like putting that out and they're always putting out front edge content um at some point there comes a point where people are looking for stuff and sometimes with destiny it gets outdated so i started putting up ascendant challenge videos heck yeah that started to blow <laughs> yeah. up that that plus um i started to uh make videos on how to solo uh during zero hour uh, the zero hour mission which you know that kind of became my thing um part of the reason why is every single person who put out a video at the time if you remember when zero hour first came out the problem with it is that that was when orpheus rigs were still like fully buffed you could get your super back instantly completely yeah, yeah, and yeah. you just use your tether go back and forth back and forth wipe the boss it was easy skull of dire ahamkara warlocks well, what yeah. ended up happening is they nerfed all that and then all of these people were looking for guides and all the guides were out of date so i said you know let's just keep making this content and that started to become a thing so um i do a lot of raid sherpas and helps but again like the dungeons that sort of became my my thing in the earlier part of this year is just helping people get wish ender helping people do shattered throne helping people uh do the new prophecy dungeon do zero hours do whispers that that just seemed to be my thing and it just kind of grew from there and it's great because i have a great community a lot of mods and sherpas that are fantastic and help out the community and uh it's been cool to see a lot of people come around and enjoy destiny as well so i think that's kind of like the streaming slash destiny story they've kind of been combined together so oh uh, yeah uh, like i we were talking uh pre pre stream like i've been following mm -hmm. mano like yeah now that you mentioned bife do weapon videos yeah he did do that but like he now he's lore daddy so like kind of gets lost in the <laughs> shuffle but yeah he did did weapon uh videos way back when so yeah it's crazy to remember that yeah i remember hearing him the first time i ever heard of bife it was he was on uh the Gar guardian radio or whatever that's yeah, when i heard of him i was like who's this guy actually had no idea what he did and then i found him doing lauren <laughs> yeah here we are and, uh, yeah small thing i raided with bife once king's fall uh he 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 did a tweet out like looking for people to do king's fall with i hit him up mm. he added me that's right fluxen and then uh <laughs> we did king's fall and i guess i kind of rubbed him the wrong way during it he, he says he doesn't remember because i did bring it up to him during guardian con <laughs> but um but yeah it was it was it was the quite experience with the uh, bife and uh but yeah with mano's journey i like i was watching him and i was even kidding with him like i said before we started the stream like he's still doing a senate challenge videos people <laughs> like he's still on that grind like um but yeah like uh do you like? Do you still get like a lot of views doing those challenge videos on your YouTube still, or they've kind of well, like dropped a little bit? And this is something we can discuss because this is something we were talking about before the show. Is it almost feels like when there's not anything to do in Destiny, people go back, and so people like want to, you know, they want to complete the game. You're, you know, like they want to go all the way back and get his everything done. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who are still looking for Curse Breaker. We're still looking to get their triumphs and things done that are still available because the Dreaming City and the Tangled Shore are still around. And so there's a lot of people who are still looking for that. Surprisingly, I mean, I would say now the the views have 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 turned down quite a bit because most of the people who are going to go for it really really pushed during the end of season of arrivals, like the last six weeks of season of arrivals, to really because they wanted to get all the triumphs, Wayfair, and everything yeah, yeah. else. Yeah. 
like yeah like before beyond light dropped i haven't gone back in the dreaming city <sighs> since before shadow keep like there was no reason to go to do it mm -hmm. so like the fact that you were still like I've, in my inbox and odestra do video <laughs> oh, yeah. like dude this guy is still i mean it's it, it, he has to be doing it if, if there's still a an audience for it so like he wouldn't be doing it just for the sake of doing it clearly so yeah that i commend you for that man that content's some of my favorite like i don't i don't watch a ton of destiny content like as it comes out a lot of the stuff i'm is like when i'm looking for where do i find this thing or that thing mm -hmm. like months and right. months and months and months from now <laughs> and then those mm -hmm. are the most important videos which that's why youtube is so awesome because it's not just destiny it's like anything mm -hmm. you want to find on youtube is that kind of stuff <laughs> that lives longer than like hey this week's weekly reset this happened kind of thing because mm -hmm. yep. yeah, back in d1 for me like i used to do zer videos like 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 when reset was like early in the morning mm -hmm. like 5 a.m was reset yep Ditto. and i would do yep. and i would do a live stream of it and i would have hundreds close to thousands of people waiting to see where Zerb was at but now when d2 dropped i think didn't at the very beginning they pretty much just showed you on the map where he was at they just showed you on the map yeah and then they eventually took that away and now more people shout out to Zerwatch. they, mm. oh, I love they that. continue yeah they they they're they're killing it and then uh mm. you know like so like yeah like that that was my content wise when it came to destiny like i would just stream destiny and i would do like like some weapon videos sometimes and you know a little stuff like that but like nothing like how you were doing it man like good lord um <laughs> well i guess I've... i always looked at it like the thing about destiny is that it's kind of a it's kind of a game where there's a lot of stuff that's very apparent and then there's a lot of stuff that's not there's a lot of stuff that like initially it almost feels like yes this totally makes sense and then like later on it doesn't make sense um, and just giving people like because uh, you know i'm a teacher by like by day if you will yeah, um yeah. and so you know a lot of times if you just help people figure out where they need to go what they need to do i mean just those things together it's so it's such an easy thing to do because it, i mean the game doesn't tell you where it's not always linear it's kind of become more linear now which i'm not necessarily a fan of um yeah. but it definitely had that going to make it more linear has made it so that those videos hey how do you find this how do you find this i mean it's like the little collectibles now that's about it yeah you know yeah, i didn't even know about the penguin stuff like, penguins. Seriously, I, knew, yeah. I knew nothing about penguin stuff and people were talking about it on twitter i'm like what the heck are these penguin stuff and i stumbled <laughs> upon the little statue mm -hmm. on europa i'm like oh okay so this is like the bunnies on on uh on the moon so I'm like, all right, so I guess you know, I got to collect all these and, you know, I might want to, you know, go after triumphs and stuff. So I'm starting to do that now and be on the lookout if any new penguins show up. So I want to know uh, this, Mano, are you mm -hmm. one of the ones who one, I, I all often wonder when I watch these videos, who is the person that finds out that you need to get this thing Reddit. or get the gun that explodes a piece of ice that then Reddit. has a penguin are you the kind of Can person I, that finds that no i mean like i'd love <laughs> to believe that i'm the person i'm just gonna say it like every single destiny content creator i'm telling you right now they got reddit put they got reddit put postmarked like much love to everybody <laughs> but seriously y'all got destiny reddit pulled up someone's like hey why is this guy here everyone goes to him they like i, I it was the guy who's who just like you were talking about 
literally i remember the post on reddit i was working at the time but i know like the full-time youtubers were probably looking at it and being like oh there's a guy there that's different than usually is he's got a a a flamethrower or the flame cannon right scorch cannon yeah yeah. um so there's got to be something different someone found the penguin something's a mist yep and i mean like (laughs) everyone's just got destiny reddit pulled up i mean and i hate i hate to be that person that says it but everyone's got destiny raid secrets everyone's got destiny the game pulled up it's just some random person finds it, then people all kind of look around. But that's one of the cool things about Destiny is the fact that like one, per- it, it's kind of how Whisper was found yep. and Zero Hour was found. It's one oh person God. was like, why the heck is there this Tagen guy here on IO? And then they killed him and there's like, there's this gate and what the heck? And then the entire <laughs> community goes behind it and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that's, those are the best moments. Oh, they are. They're some of my favorite moments. I just always wonder who that, who is that one Who's guy high? or gal Absolutely. that's chilling there and is like, oh, look what I found. <laughs> sure. And then they type it in Reddit. <laughs> yep. now, before we segue to the next one, I, I'm sure maybe I'm sure the panel here has noticed it. But has anyone else noticed that Osiris is in the tower? Yes. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's chilling there. He's just okay. chilling there now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, there's, so they, they, he's I safe. didn't know about that. So one of my clan members said something to me. I'm like, you didn't okay, see him. So well, I didn't he's, see him at first. That he's just hiding in the lurking. He's lurking over by your Ikora. For those who don't know, he's over in that area, lurking in the shadows. Like so, it has me like wonder. Like, there's got to be a reason why he's now in the tower. So, for those who don't know, he used he's over where Ava Levante used to be for the dawning before they moved her into the main area. He's over hiding in that shadowed area. So, like, I didn't think it at first, and I just saw him lurking. So, I just wanted to point that out before we get into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, what we were going to discuss last week. But hashtag blame Luke happened. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about it tonight. So, day one raid. You guys did it. I want to hear from Luke first because we actually took a, a podcast night off for Luke. Because I didn't want him, you know, being drained and try to do an episode. So I want to hear from him. Is his the highs, the lows, the pros and cons? Does, does he, you know, everything? Yeah, Luke. Okay, the floor is yours. It's a good thing we didn't have a podcast on that night because I would as what wasn't as drained as much as I would have just been frustrated. So it was a super fun. So this was my second time doing a day one raid. I did Garden of Salvation last year just for fun. I didn't even know anyone in the raid team. It was, I only knew one person in the raid team, so it was kind of like a mm-hmm. LFG day one is what it felt like. Uh, yeah. So I didn't expect us to win or get through it. This yeah, one, you looked like death. The first yes, time I saw you this one, hours. we you know we got through you know through the storm section to get into the raid, and then we beat the first encounter pretty quickly, and then we were on the second encounter for ten hours straight. Uh, within that 10 hour period, some of my friends were starting to beat it while I was streaming. So then I was like, oh, we can beat this. Like I didn't have any expectations of beating it. Like I just was happy to be there. But then mm-hmm. once I got expectations of beating it, like we got to the final boss and I streamed for 18 hours. I think I got I got till about 630 in the morning and I had to be at work at 730. So I had to go to bed. And my team, um, which I'm pumped for them, I am now. At the time, I was very aggravated because I, I, I went to work and then they got some people and then they finished it and all got the emblem. Uh, I was super salty about it at first, but I'm really happy for them. That was just like a 18 hours of no sleep Luke, plus the week before grinding Luke was very sad. <laughs> but honestly, it was a super fun experience again. It's such a cool experience. Like 
seeing like I like to watch other people do it while I'm doing it. So I had like I was streaming, but then I also had like people's streams up where I could see where they were at. And then like the team collaboration. And this one's a little different. I felt like and I don't know, Mano, you could probably answer on this too. I, I didn't feel like the ads were as powerful this time around. Like I didn't feel like I was dying constantly. I think that it was more like that second encounter was so like the damage gating thing was so weird. We like had to, you have to plan it perfectly or else it would get enraged. Basically that's what we kept running into is it would be like 30 minutes until we got to the final stand and then we would mess up because we didn't mm -hmm. even know it was happening. And that happened for hours and hours and hours. But other than that, super fun. And I've done three raids each week on each character, even a couple when I didn't, I've done all my challenges for my triumph every like I'm trying to get that seal now. Usually I'm the, I'm known for getting my my raid seals like right before they go away. Last second, Luke. <laughs> I like all of the seals. I have every single one of them except Chronicler because stupid uh whatever. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Sunsetting and taking away uh, <laughs> all the vaulting everything. Yeah. So, um, yes, Mano, what did you think? You got to clear and it looks so like you guys got to clear like right at the end. So it was a tough raid. Like the second encounter, just because of the design of it, was because of the contest mode. And I think that that's something that Bungie needs to look at because it's it's an artificial damage gate. It almost means like leveling means nothing anymore. And that's fine. If they're going to do that, I think that that's all right. But um, a lot of teams were stuck there. I would say that the majority of people, that was the, that was the damage gate. Um, and for us... We made it through there, but it took so much time and effort to figure it out that we needed to do so much damage to it. Um, Spartan, who is one of the folks on our team, actually talked about it afterwards, is that if we had realized, like, we should have stopped when the raid was done or when, we, when the, the day one clear, the first person, the, the, the first team won, we should have just gone and gotten the lament because the lament makes that makes that oh, entire yeah. encounter a joke. It makes it a joke. Like, um doing it in hindsight though it's such a it, it's not that difficult of a of, of an encounter in hindsight but with contest mode on and trying to experience it for the first time it's definitely one of those things that a lot of teams couldn't like figure out how to do the operator buff get all the people around do as much damage as you need to do you use golden gun now a lot of people are tethering the ground getting a bubble and like everyone's one phasing it now um but overall i thought it was a really fun raid um i'm I like the fact that um, there is the chest that allows you to constantly get rewards. I think that that's a great thing because the raids have needed that. Now recording. Oh. Um, and <laughs> Craig. <laughs> now recording. Um, so I think that that was a good thing. And uh, it was it was a definitely a tough raid. I felt bad because a couple of our team members had to step away at the end. Um, and then three of us basically said, we're going to stick it out. We're going to go the full 24. I mean, I made that promise to myself. Like I said, I took some time and I wanted to get this clear done. I was going to at least get 24 hours because I was team number 100. We were the first team um, Garden of Salvation. I was with a team and it was like literally like the 100th clear, the first clear after the day one for Garden of Salvation. I said, that's not going to happen to me on this one. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted it. I was like, even if I go the full 24 hours and I don't get it, at least I did 24 hours. And we were lucky to find a couple of guys um, on LFG to fill some spots. Um, and we did a couple runs and we were able to get it like literally at the last second. Um, but my team was awesome. They were fantastic. They're, they're really smart and they're awesome Sherpas um and really positive folks too you know it's one of those things where 
it's always difficult because there's a lot of like emotions going around because a lot of times you're like you, oh, you want to clear it and you like you you want to get those things done but at the same time like you're hanging out with your friends and yeah. you like they're your mods and your sherpas and they're they're hanging out with you and they're doing a really like difficult thing so i wish we had stopped and gotten lament because i think we if we had gotten lament we would have flown through that second encounter because yes. i think we were on that encounter probably for 10 hours mm-hmm. first encounter i think was maybe an hour maybe not even yeah maybe 45 minutes um overall as a raid i love it i think it's a fun raid i like the replayability of it i don't think it's going to be sustainable for another three weeks for the hardcore community i think that at that point all the challenges are going to be done um you know the the middle hobbyist community will probably dig into it a little bit more everyone gets different weapons and different roles and stuff like that um i think that once that's done it's going to be tough to see what happens with the raid because once you're 1260 it doesn't really matter you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. that's that's mm-hmm. like the whole issue that i always talk about constantly is power leveling or just in general what power or light whatever anyone wants to call it means mm-hmm. for a pve and pvp player at that in destiny <laughs> in general like you said at the beginning what was the point of us going incredibly hard for two weeks to get our power up whenever like the bosses during the one of the problems we had during con- the with contest mode is if you got hit twice by those bosses on the second encounter you just died because <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. they were just they, they were hard. vicious Yes, and I, I, my teammates were, I forgot to say, my teammates were the, they were the smart Sherpa people. Like, I actually didn't understand the mechanics the entire raid. Um, I actually had to be, someone explain it to me the next day whenever I finished it. I just killed ads the entire time. Because <laughs> they were smart. They're like, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. And they're like doing their stuff, and I'm just like over here killing stuff over this mm-hmm. and that way. <laughs> but I feel you. This is the kind of thing that's like going to be really good Thing to sherpa new people through for a long time right. i feel like because it's not super super con con mm. complex but i'm i already know as soon as i get everything done for it just like G- gos was a little bit longer for me but this one i can see myself doing for like a couple more months and then i don't like what else what else is there to, to it's not super right. long everything's really one phaseable in it which is good we always want that but then at the same time we don't want that that's the problem that is ever never ending especially on twitter right now if you if you see Two weeks ago, it was like, this is the most content we've ever had. This is insane. This is insane. Now it's like, oh, no, there's nothing to do. That's like you said, based off of the different kinds of people playing like the hobbyist compared to the hardcore compared to like the the one person playing and once a week. One one thing I don't understand is why, you know, the contest modifier makes it a different raid. It really does. It makes it a completely different encounter. Mm-hmm. And like all they need to and I've been saying this for a year. Why don't they? just put contest on as a modifier and then like do something where that's essentially the prestige of the hard mode like it's it's that difficult of an encounter just make it no matter what your power level is no matter what your artifact level is you see swords like being able to offer more rewards maybe offer more spoils of spoils of uh that you would be able to get from the raid offer that because there's more people who would do that more often and it would maybe take a little bit more time i mean I think that that was one thing that really drove Destiny 1 really well is having a hard mode and then a normal mode, mm-hmm. having those two different options for people so that, you know, if they only wanted certain weapons, you know, I think I think that's a really good or idea. If you get the hardcore mode, like in D1, you get double the drops. Yeah, and exactly different weapons drops. that are better. Yeah. Kind of like 
when I, like adept weapons from trials like it's like that but for i mean i remember for, in king's fall it was the the pulse rifle the darker version of it i wanted Love that spider moraine exactly Love the spider moraine my favorite that was my favorite gun in that game i'm glad you just reminded me. obviously it wasn't my exactly my favorite if i couldn't remember the name of it but uh <laughs> the dark version of that with firefly outlaw or whatever on it was that's what i wanted and that I came from hard mode hung jury <laughs> Like everyone else did. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't use that. But, uh, yeah, since you guys did the raid, so did you like how Bungie's starting to do it? Try to get more people a part of it by doing on a Saturday and, you know, at reset to get more people. Do you like it like that? Do you have like about, what was it, like 10 days to get ready? And then, boom, that's Saturday. It's like one giant event. Do you like it like that? Or do you like it where, all right, new DLC dropped. All right, four days later, raid drops. Like, how did you, what do you guys prefer, I guess, as now doing the day one raids now compared to doing the other stuff? But what was your preference? Um, I like it. Uh, I have long said, and I've said it for a while now, there are three things that drive the Destiny endgame. There are three things that define Destiny. Raids, trials, dungeons that's it everything else nightfalls all those other things they're cool and they're good ways to get the other people excited about things but those are the three things that drive the community like those three things just in and of themselves iron ban i wouldn't even consider iron banner no like there's a lot of people who are turned off by iron banner i know that's something we're going to talk about a little bit we'll talk about that um but (laughs) i am always a proponent of getting more people into raids and i think that one of the reasons there was some flack about this on twitter um you know because you know some people said oh my gosh so many people got the day one raid emblem but there were more ways to get to the higher light levels this time there was a lot of exploits using the lost sectors lots of farms and things like that i think the fact that more people are at home because of covid um i think that part of that is it is um really huge i think that the fact that we had 14 months between one raid to another like everyone is like we want to do this so much i'm going to put more time to doing this big thing um i think it's a great thing um i think that it's harder than to kind of establish like the upper echelon group of people but those folks are always going to go above and beyond they're going to get their two mans their three man flawlesses some people which are already following trying to do which is which is fantastic um but they're gonna do that thing that stuff on their own no matter what um and i think that the more we get more people to do that higher end content the better it will be um i would like to see it be a little bit more complex uh because i will say this raid is more simple in a way um garden of salvation i think day one was probably a little bit more complicated um but still it's great to see so many people raiding people are excited which is awesome luke yeah, I loved it because, uh, you know, I'm a full I'm a full time filmmaker. I don't know if you probably knew that already, Mano, but I, mm-hmm. I work a, a lot because I work at a yep. church and I feel I'm a full. So like whenever new Destiny content comes out, I will I want I so desperately want to be a part of it when it comes out, because, you know, that feeling of just being in there and and just grind i i like want to be a full-time streamer like that's like a desire that i have <laughs> so whenever mm-hmm. like i'm allowed to stream during that week it's so so whenever it's like three days i only get to have fun for three days before a raid happens it just feels like it's so fast and i'm I'm not ready this like whole two week or 10 day or whatever process that we had oh my gosh it was so nice i took the whole week 
uh, I got like all my videos edited. I got all my work done. I took off work and I just like gamed. I had my buddy Doc. He's actually uh, probably here listening. He uh, he came to my house and sat. We sat his PC up next to me and he gamed and we 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 were in a fire team together. Me. So basically for the raid, me and three, there's three of us, me, DC and Doc, we did every single thing together all the way until the raid because we were in the raid team. We were trying to synergize. We were trying to really be ready for this raid. Mm-hmm. and uh just having all that time to actually like sit down and like consume everything was oh, it was so great i enjoyed it um i'm sad that it was over it actually was really exciting except like it felt like i like came out of some crazy dream after it ended because i had to go back to like editing and doing normal stuff and I'm, <laughs> yep. i was like at the same time as all that happening we were like showing our house so one of the days that we were grinding we had to like I'm like hey guys we got to leave because someone's looking at the house <laughs> and we're gonna come back and then we're back to grinding it was nice being able to do that. Um, but you're right. It's, I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm always, I'm, I'm usually more like hardcore about things that I could critique with destiny this year. I've given it so many, like, uh, you know, like a lot of excuses and, and grace because of the scenario that the world is in right now. It's a little bit different than if it, if they were all at Bungie headquarters, just going hard all year. Like I'm impressed what they did for for where they were. Like I can't imagine building an entire expansion in your house. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm also a big fan of like a lot of people probably hate me for this, but I don't mind because I don't have loads of time to play. Like the trickle content that comes out throughout a season, like having a little mm-hmm. bit of stuff for a long time, that means a lot more to me than it probably does to a hardcore hardcore person. That like like it's just not like there's not enough to grab onto for me personally as someone who. I only get to play starting at like 11 p.m. and I play till four in the morning and then I don't get any sleep and then I do it again. And then I <laughs> it's nice to have like a little bit of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt what it would have felt like to be a hardcore player that first 10 days. And I could see exactly where everyone feels that everything this that's like happened over the past seasons. I don't know. We were talking before the podcast about like what happens after Lightfall. You know what I mean? And I kind of have that in the back of my head at all times. Like, man, is this like. Did, did we already live in the glory times? Like you don't know what the good yeah. times are till they're gone. So downhill from here. <laughs> but sorry, um, that was just a random. Does anyone rant. know uh, before we go into our next uh, thing? Um, I don't know Bungie or anyone know is is Bungie gonna try to do like a, a, a world's first for Bog? I don't know. Anyone know? When that, I mean, when that drops? I don't I think, think they will. If they do, it'd be weird because they already did it. You know, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're adding, like, redoing well, encounters. It's going to be different slightly. So, like, I don't know if it's going to be. I mean, it's not going to be a simple copy-paste job. But. You know I how the community is. The community is going to make it a thing. Like, there's still going to be, like, a team that gets it first. And they're going to yeah. say they got it first. But maybe they don't get a raid belt. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they just get the recognition and, you know, whatnot. I, I, was, I, was, I was curious about that. And uh, so, with that being said. Uh, yeah, so the raid was completed. Uh, I think what the, they completed what five and a half hours it took them, or is it six and a half? It was yeah, five and a half. Five and a yeah. half. And then once that happened, bunch of thing, bunch of things unlocked, all well, meant and all that stuff, um, which we kind of knew things were going to be unlocked because in the previous you know raids, uh, I think since Last Wish, which kicked it off, once you know the the raid was completed, things started to open up in the world um so with that being said um 
do you like it how they, they continue to do that? Because I know for a while, like during that week when Beyond Light dropped, people there was you know the hardcore people like are you know repetitive. This is boring. They're burning through the content pretty quick. But some of us knew in the back of our minds, well, just wait until the raid drops. And when the raid dropped, and as soon as it got completed, then things started popping up everywhere. It to even to me, it was a little bit overwhelming. Because I'm like I'm seeing all these new things popping up everywhere and, and doing these hunts and, and and the lament quest and all that stuff. Uh, how'd you guys handle all that? Because I know Mano said he wished his crew would have just stopped mid raid once someone completed it to get the lament to jump back in, but they didn't. Like, how'd you guys feel about that, Mano? Um, so I like the fact that the raids are tied, or at least in some way tied to the real world of of, of the game, the real world of the, the game. I have a big problem. I my favorite raid by far is King's Fall. It is my yeah. favorite raid. It is to me, it's the epitome. Like it, to me, if there was a glory day of destiny, like the king, like taking king that era was the time. Because I don't even think Rise of Iron or any of the other Destiny two parts have done it. Um, I think it's important. The, like I said, the raids are probably the most the, one of the best pieces of content that they do. Yeah. And I, I find it very strange. I understand why they do it, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> you know, like, um, I don't like the fact that they make the raids like this separate weird thing. Why didn't we have Aramis in the final? Like, they, they keep yeah. talking about like yeah, Aramis right. could come back, you know, yeah. something could happen. Well, like, why didn't Aramis be the final boss? Why did it have to be Tanix for the third 17th yes, time? That was Man, that's been the problem since Destiny 2 dropped because recent mm -hmm. Gaul. Right, was going to be the raid boss. Oh, man, that would have been way, That would have been sweet. They made him like this bane like Darth Vader like character taking you know the light and stuff, and like right. we were like, all right, we got to go against this guy, and he was basically the the, the campaign boss. Right, and they were like, really, like, yeah. So you are onto something with that, where that that the big bad during the campaign doesn't carry over. Like how King's like taking King was. We heard about Oryx. We knew everything about Oryx going into it. We beat him in the campaign, but we really didn't. <laughs> he, you know, he went to, um, you know, to his his uh, Senate realm or whatever it is, and 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 he was like, that was it. Like we knew what we were doing. So like, I, yeah, I don't know why they do that. Like it, it, it bothers me. But to answer your question, like I like the fact that they at least unlock stuff outside of the world, like an evolving world, like, hey, this thing happened, like the Deepstone Crypt is here on the planet now, and now Guardians can access it. I would like to see, you know, it would be really cool if that area was like more accessible by yeah. normal folks, because I think it's cool to have it so that it's kind of often its own thing, but at the same time, it's cool when it's kind of tied to the real world. Um, you know, like King's Fall, opened up with going to the court of, court of oryx yep. uh, i think that was really cool um i <sighs> last wish was kind of weird because it was like you know you kind of go in the one door and that's it and then you're done i mean i think that the king's fall was to get the most immersive the most tied to the actual campaign they were very much like this and instead like we keep doing these divergent path things i think it's cool that they unlock all these other story missions and all these other things I think that's important to do. I think that no matter what, you're never going to satisfy the people who play this game as a job. Never. They, but I, I think it's incumbent upon people who are going to be content creators. And this has been like a subject that people have been talking about. Like, is Destiny 2 sustainable for content creators? I'd say yes and no. If, you're, if your topics are about, hey, um, we're going to do damage testing. We're going to blow up these bosses with like weird weapons and we're going to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, you're kind of not going to be able to do that because, you know... <laughs> 
um, the other raid bosses aren't really around anymore um, because of, of, of sunsetting. But I think that there's a lot of opportunities if people look for them to stretch the content and to figure out new things to do. It, it, it's incumbent upon us as content to creators to come up with new ideas, like to come up with, hey, what can we do instead? What are some different ideas for videos? Um, and I, I think that no matter what, you got to, if you're do, streaming for 10 hours a day, it's difficult, no matter what. And I don't think any any person could make a video game that could much. It's just not possible. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel I know exactly. I feel exactly. And I feel for the PvP people at the same time because like there's no oh. new maps added this season. They they didn't really change anything other than the sandbox and trials has been delayed just because of issue. This has been like the due to an issue season. That's been the meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, season of the disabled. So like you know. for for like a content creator that does PvP, it's it's got to be difficult right now, right? I mean, I I I don't do PvP as content, but I was like so I did like the unbroken try to get the unbroken that took three seasons to do. So like that was part of content that I would stream or be like another night of Luke throwing his keyboard because he's trying to get to fifty five hundred or Those like the fun nights people attempting to help me get the, my flawless seal because it's like a meme for me in general that I like just have like I'm very techy and I know how to do stuff but like at the same time I have no idea what I'm doing at all times <laughs> <laughs> so people enjoy helping me figure out how to do things and I can't imagine like an actual hardcore like like for you man like what is your goals like this season in general like what where do you see yourself making like what kind of content do you want to make right now what kind of content are you making and content is well, working, I've got a couple, working. I've got a couple of things up in in kind of like being worked on right now. Um, kind of like weapon reviews, but like in a different way. Um, I think part of it too. I don't think. I hope that we haven't seen everything for season the hunt. Yeah, because if season the hunt is really just plant a thing, kill a boss, and go over and over and over again, that's not a season of content. No. Um, I think that's pretty lackluster. I'm hoping that there's some type of evolution that's coming on after the dawning. Of course, I'm always the eternal optimist is like, they're going to come up with something different. Everyone I think right now is looking for Hawk moon. And a lot of people have found that there's an area in the EDZ that you can go and explore. Um, I, as a content creator, I do very well with dungeons and bringing people through those things. Mm -hmm. um, Zero hour whisper, shatter throne prophecy. Um, those were always my jam. And I love that because it's not as, it's not as manpower heavy as it as a raid would be. You know, when you do a raid, you got to find five other people. You got to find a couple of Sherpas. You got to teach a couple of people, pull them from the stream. It does take a lot of time to get those people together. And right now, people are excited about doing it. I think three weeks from now, we'll. I don't know if there's going to be people constantly doing it like they are now. Yeah. Other than for the spoils, the spoils is kind of the thing that's driving the raid right now because people are looking to get more rolls on the different weapons and find mm -hmm. their god roll, which is cool. Um, I really hope that there's a secret mission or a dungeon, a new dungeon that comes out this season, because that would probably drive my content. Uh, talking about how to how to defeat that, what's the easiest way to do that? Again, I always try to put things on the level so that most people can do it. There's always the hardcore community that's going to find a way to do it backwards, upside down with a drum set. I shouldn't yeah. talk, but yeah. I mean, there because I did that <laughs> once. But, um, <laughs> but you know, um, I think that that's going to be where my content is in. Um, I think that, again, maybe making it more social, making things in the game that are more social, talk about those things, because I don't know how much is going to evolve on Europa. Europa as a destination is awesome, but I don't know how much more is there's going to be. 
we got to see what the rest of the seasonal content is going to be. I agree. Segway. Speaking of seasonal content, season of the hunt. So we knew, which it still bothers me that they introduced, you know, hashtag confirmed Aldrin Sov, AKA the crow is in this season. And they kind of spoiled his presence in a trailer leading up to it, which I kind of wish they didn't, but they did. Um, how do you feel about season of the hunt? Like, like we were talking off stream, like I prefer the lore after you complete, you know, you do you, you do your five hunts and then he gives you a lore, you know, he talks to you and stuff like that. And, uh, and then he has the whole, you know, being under spider and, you know, he's got like a bomb tied to his ghost. And, you know, if he goes, you know, you know, off kilter, you know, he could, you know, kill his ghost like that and stuff like, so I like that aspect, but yeah, doing the same hunts, going there, plan a lure, kill the servitor, and then track it either on, you know, the Tangled Shore or the Dreaming City. And I guess people were expecting different bosses, which I think they're still going to get because according to the triumphs, there's like four or five triumphs that are still like locked, I guess. According to that, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn there's like still hidden triumphs for that. But uh, what do you guys think of the whole, you know, season of the hunt and the, the hunts and stuff and all that stuff? So, yeah, I mean, I've just started doing it like this was one of the things that's been like interesting this season, which is it's a good thing and it, it can be a bad thing. There's like a million little questified things to do. Like, I, I think if I go to my quest tabs, there's like 8000 things that a lot of that's from not just specifically season of hunt. It's from the stuff from Varix that you have to do to level up all his little things, which is usually a seasonal. Uh, but also the stasis things are also like there. And then, and then season of the hunt came out and I hadn't even done any of it. Cause I was still working on, you know, just doing pinnacles and that kind of thing. I just started doing season of the hunt stuff like three days ago. Cause I, I'm trying to get my warden seal all the way ready so that as soon as the very last thing, cause of course they have a time gated uh, as soon as the very last thing opens up, I can, I can click it off. Uh, so far, I'm very underwhelmed. <laughs> like Mana was saying yeah. before, I mean, you, there's not really much to it other than you're going and you're hunting a thing, and you're leveling up a thing, which then yeah, gives yeah, you more things. The whole lore thing, like you put these little mod, like I'm something. I'm still like, I'm just putting things just to put them in there now. I'm like, what, <laughs> I, I'm still confused with it. The like, cool thing, you can like roll different weapons, and and that that's cool. That's a cool thing. I mean, the more that they do that, that's what we ask for. We ask hundreds of thousands of times to be able to reroll stuff so that we can get God rolls because that's what it's about, right? Mm -hmm. Loot. But the actual action of it is just we actually uh, we were trying to do the part where uh, with all you have all the armor on and you kill bosses, you have to do like 50 of them or something like that. Well, we like found a loophole where if someone has it, you can just if you if you don't have the the lure that is finished and ready to go and someone else does if they don't shoot the boss uh <laughs> and you kill the boss it doesn't count as a kill for them so then you they can just keep reloading it so you have you can skip the whole doing crucible and doing vanguard and doing all those things over and over and over again so if it's got me wanting to skip things it obviously probably isn't super fun <laughs> that's how i feel about it so far <laughs> Yeah, I'm very much with you. I guess for me, like loot's part of it, but if you just have loot and it's not fun to get the loot, then that's bad. If you have something fun to do, but there's no loot, then that's bad. You have to have both. Yes. You got to have both of those things, you know? 
I guess I look at it that like, I mean, that was one of the reasons why the menagerie was actually kind of cool is because it was kind of fun. You mm-hmm. could just bomb around. Like if you needed to do something harder, you could definitely do that too. Um, but I think that's the problem right now is that it doesn't feel like there's anything to do in the season. There's no, well, I mean, like, what did we have? We had the bunkers. So you went and sold, you did the bunkers. Um, season of arrivals was basically built around a public event, but then there were like all these little missions and stuff that you could do. Um, I'd say that this last year season of the dawn was probably the best of all the seasons to be fair, because at least there was the sundial. The sundial was a cool activity. You could go, go get different weapons. Um, but I've been very, like very unimpressed by this season because it's literally like plant flag, kill boss, go get boss done. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. Kill boss. Oh, I'm out of lures. Go do strikes. Yep. Oh, go oh, do, you do strike. Yep. Go do content. It. You've been doing for four years. All right, and go I back. And, like, that's the thing is they're like, they're going to put more con. Like if they say they're going to put more emphasis on strikes and crucible and like the in gambit, why don't we have a new gambit map? Why don't we have new crucible maps? Like, I just don't understand that. Like, All that's how questions. you, that's, that's how you invigorate the community. Cause it's, oh, cool. It's a new map. It's something new to, new to do. We haven't had a new map for Gambit in two years. And I'm not saying that the Gambit is the be all and end all. Cause I'm one of the weirdos that actually likes Gambit from time to time. Not, of course like, you don't do. Build a, <laughs> don't build a season around it. Don't build a season around it. But like, it's fun to just like, okay, I got to get my three pinnacles down. I'll do some Gambit. I'll mix it up. But I'm playing the same maps two years ago mm-hmm. how hard is it to put one more map together on europa like i don't that's the thing that i don't understand is how much how many resources does it really take to make new crucible maps and to make a new gambit map like i just i think that that would like just that would invite like revitalize people you know oh, in yeah. a way i like i hate to bring in the word call of duty to this conversation but i mean if you guys played call of duty the reason we got excited for like new expansions was because they brought new maps <laughs> so like yeah. in pvp and destiny like we're not getting new maps like it, it screws the scrim community which is the same as the sweat community which is the same as all the people that want something new like pv people at least get this new big map and then our old cosmodrome map that we can go screw around on and not really do anything but yeah i feel you i'm trust me i'm with you 100 on that <laughs> and like i hope that there's something else to it like i really do hope there is something else to it um, I think you're right there, Havoc. Like the fact that they just showed him off in the trailer. Why didn't they just like let the spider be like, you're gonna go to the spider this time? And then like if they would have seen Crow and you would have seen him, like that would have been like, oh my god, like that yeah. would have been such a huge moment for the community. Yep. There and like people have so been like, time. don't spoil it, don't spoil it. And it could have been a really cool opportunity. The other thing is Osiris is weirdly tied into this expansion. And other than him being in the tower, like you said, Havoc. It doesn't like I don't care and I don't feel like it. It's it's so it's, so, it's like we're all waiting. Like you said, we, like we're waiting for this. We're waiting to sit, waiting for this. And I think that's what's bothering us in a sense is is the waiting for something to pay off. Like all these things are being placed. Now we're playing the waiting game. When is it going to happen? When's this going to develop? Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm still waiting for the cutscene that we saw and and the trailer leading up to Beyond Light of. Uh, I think it was uh, Zavala and Osiris next to the Red Legion. People were talking about that. Like, why are they next to the Cabal? Like, you saw them in a brief cutscene. Mm-hmm. We have yet to see that. Like, so like everybody is waiting, and it's it's frustrating with the the current content loop we're in, and constantly waiting for something new, and not something being rehashed or being brought forward. Which brings me to the next thing. Iron Banner, and you're mentioning like 
who's hyped for Iron Banner anymore? Yeah, <laughs> nobody. Like, it's, a, it's a pinnacle thing. I'm I'm gonna do it because it's it's you know it's the same thing. You do these three or four brownies and you get your pinnacle drops. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, but like, it's like I'm not hyped for it. Like, it, it it's bothersome. Is any like like you said, Mano? Like, is anybody really excited for that? Like, really? I mean, like, like I was saying, no. I mean, we haven't had new Iron Banner armor for two years. Like, I will go, like, Bungie, I will come and I will design new Iron Banner armor for you. And I'm not <laughs> even good at it. Like, it won't not, like, it won't take me any time. Like, I don't. The first person who posts something, like, on Twitter and, like, they're tagging Bungie, right. hey, look at these little concepts. And they're, they're right. gorgeous. Right. Like, and there's a lot of artists out there that could put that stuff together. But it I have a couple theories on it. And so this is my whack job theory. Okay, so there's two theories. Well, three theories. One, they're putting all of their they're putting all of their workforce into like they're gonna do lightfall and they're gonna just say, We're done with destiny. Thanks. We're gonna go do matter or whatever that is. You think that, no, that's your theory? No, well, that's I've got one of three choices. Ooh, number like two. Choices. Number right. two, choice number two is that and I'm, I'm going to give flack for this, but I don't care because I've told my community <laughs> about this, but Luke Smith is a liar. He is he a is. liar. That's why I love the man. He is on. a liar. <laughs> and he's like, literally like, we're not going to talk, talk, touch the exo stranger story at all. I yeah. think that there could potentially be a destiny three. Well, there's not going to be a destiny three because he said, so he is a liar. <laughs> he has said multiple times. There's not going to be an exo stranger story. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. And it happens. So there, the potential could be that Lightfall is going to happen, and then there's going to be a Destiny 3. The third thing is, is that, the, that the Activision-Bungie split really did hurt them as much as it has, and they really are working on, like, fumes. And if that's the case, then I am worried. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to err on the side of, like, they've got something huge coming down the, the turnpike, but I feel like we waited. Like, Shadowkeep was marking time in place, and Beyond Light should have been like the fulfillment of we waited for the Activision piece to get done. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to see what happens. So I, I anyway. do have a couple of theories to almost match yours. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, Luke Smith, you know, Extra Stranger, not going to happen. Look who's back. And then uh, No Destiny 3. And, and here is my crazy theory. I don't know if anyone has else thought this because they are working on another project, you know, Matter. Mm -hmm. What if that's Destiny Three? Right. There was a what thing if, on. There was a thing if, about that. They're like they're slowly rebuilding the game from the ground up since they're away from Activision now, and they're just mm -hmm. they're they're slowly dripping with this content in a different solar and system. A, and a lightfall. It's this whole new game, and mm -hmm. that, that they visioned, and they're just hoping that the community sticks around during all this by by placing certain things that we know we've been waiting for and enjoying like bringing you know aldrin Sov and the extra stranger keep feeding us those crumbs to carry us all the way to their next big project right that's that's one theory i have with that um because i i don't know much about um what else they're going to plan on doing yeah the, the activision thing i think it hurt them in the in, in a way of manpower obviously because they had the activision and the two other studios helping them with the content, hence why they said they couldn't make uh, Forsaken-like expansions anymore because they just don't have... Yeah, some people will say, well, just hire more people. Well, it, it's it's not as easy as it sounds. You can't just hire more people to 
build a giant expansion you know what i'm saying because you basically have to reteach them everything the ins and outs of your of your of what you have so like i knew and maybe i just become jaded and, and just expecting this but like i nothing like luke and i discussed this before beyond light came out we're not we weren't really hyped for beyond light we were actually looking more forward to the witch queen um, being that King's Fall and Taken King and, and the, the story of Oryx and um, that family is, is my favorite pieces of lore. So for me, this is going to keep me fed, I guess, until the Witch Queen. And if it's a dud, <laughs> not to say Beyond Light is a dud right now because it's too you know early to really judge based on content. But like, it, it's, it's, I think it's just as the community, we're just sick of waiting like just give us something like it seems like we're always like as a community we're always complaining but it seems like we're always complaining about the same thing and it and, and it bothers us when it doesn't get fixed and i'm not saying we need to have our way you know but like after a while you, you figure all right like this is this is an issue like how can we what can we do to fix this and not we're not saying fix it and you know like that but like show us because we feel like they're not showing us that they're fixing anything i think part of it is just we, we feel like we've been waiting like the game always seems like it's on the precipice of fulfilling itself yep and it never quite does and i don't know if it, i don't know if it ever can be because it's a live service game and i think like we're waiting for like a I hate, but I mean, there's a new game. I'm using that as a reference, but it, like a cyberpunk 2077, like this huge, just like concrete, like this is this game and it's massive and it's huge and it's all encompassing it. I don't know if they can do that. I don't think they, they can. Do, I, I don't think they can do that unless if, like I said, you're right that, or, or like I was saying before, um, you know, matters some kind of destiny three, or, um, I think there was some talk about it on one of the chan the eight chan or whatever channels about it. They, they actually, there was a conspiracy theory about matters actually like 200 years in the future and like the travelers still around and the pyramids are still around. And like, we just choose dark and light guardians and we just, and we just battle. Like that was actually a theory yeah. that was on there is like that. That's actually what it is. It's like hundreds of years in the future. And it's just a continuation of the universe of destiny. Because people were wondering why, you know, like Bungie's doing a lot more stuff with Microsoft now. So I like if, if, if again, my, my theory, if matter is destiny three, I think behind closed doors, Microsoft is helping them with it. I that's I mean, I'm not going to say that's going to be an exclusive because people will riot. But yeah, I think, I think that's doors, over. Microsoft Studios is helping them. <laughs> uh with unconfirmed so don't take it as gospel listeners but i i think microsoft is in some way ha have their hand in helping them along and right now we're just dealing with things i could see i i was thinking Luke, about that the other day your thoughts <laughs> i was thinking about that that the other day like i think you're muted you luke oh am i i think i think, I think am i muted now Luke, how about now? There you are not muted now. <laughs> no? <Wow>. Luckily, <laughs> I was only longer. muted to you guys, not this. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, I wasn't saying anything, but I was saying, uh, I've I've been thinking about that as well lately, like the idea that I don't remember how whenever Bungie 
and Microsoft split. I don't remember if that was like a bad relationship kind of deal, but I mean, I if I was Bungie in this scenario, if Microsoft for whatever reason is coming to to they to their help. aid, I would be like, yes, <laughs> yes, you're a very very rich company and you care about us, obviously, because they've always supported Bungie ever since the the split off. I mean, they even tr- continued Halo and they made a whole s- studio inside of Microsoft so that that could still happen, but. That is such a, I like your guys, see, this is the kind of stuff I like. I like to think about what this could be because like, obviously this is fun what we're playing right now, but I really like to think about five years from now because I have no idea what I'm going to play whenever I don't have a game like this to sink thousands of hours into. with your life? (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is I don't feel like there's a game that really scratches that itch like Destiny does. And that's the thing that stinks is it's like this game is so good but yet it feels like it's missing something you know what i mean and that's like it's that scratch you can't itch and it's like oh just like all i want is like just knock it out of the park nail it huge expansion go 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 like all this stuff to do all these new weapons but a lot of the stuff is just carrying over (laughs) and so it's it's hard to see um at least with the current trajectory if we're going to keep destiny 2 around forever what we'll do yeah, because there's no other games like it, and, and and let's be honest, there's no other games like it, and when other companies try to make the so-called Destiny killer, it, it we're still waiting for that to happen. Um, I don't want to name all the games, but like, there's been quite a few that have been dipping their toe in the pool, and they they look good for you know the first couple months, and then they hit almost the same. They don't learn from the mistakes that Destiny continues to show but the only thing is destiny seems to try to patch it and fix it right away whereas these other games they just they don't learn from the mistakes and that's why they're either no more or they're trying to rebuild their game from the ground up anthem and uh yeah it's just that's what sucks like yeah what are we gonna do because what what other game's gonna scratch that itch because there's no other game like this game as much as we complain about it there's no other game like it. I guess we like could all pick up World of Warcraft and just start from the very <laughs> yeah, beginning. Yeah, I could never get into that game. I mean, like, th- that's essentially what they wanted to do. They wanted to make a first-person World of Warcraft, and they sold it to Activision like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's just crazy that Activision, like, what was it? Uh, Forsaken dropped, and, like, I think that was the, the, the big thread because, you, you know, you're talking about, like, was it a positive relationship? I just think that between activision and bungie it's crazy to think because all the developers and stuff like that when forsaken came out and everyone was talking about rave reviews and stuff like that and then you read their report from the uh, well i think it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter report um and yeah. they were they didn't meet expectations it's like i i mean i don't know what expectations you guys are thinking of because they knocked Forsaken was the next best thing after Taken king yes forsaken was great because it, it didn't make that call of duty money <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing is that I think that a lot of people, the bean counters want to see that that Call of Duty money and they don't understand that like it's not that game. And I think as soon as like they actually realize what that is, I mean, they, all they wanted to see is they just wanted to see, at you know, this money makes it into our pocket. This is how much is sold. I think it was a wise move from Bungie to move away from it. I'd like to believe that Microsoft could possibly be helping them, but I don't think they ever want to be any, under anyone's thumb ever again. No. after everything with halo no no but i i think they stick they, they don't have to be underneath anybody but I, 
I do think they need help. They 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 need mm-hmm. to outsource another studio, or maybe Microsoft is that outsource, and obviously not being on the umbrella, but like they it doesn't it doesn't hurt to ask for help. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like if they, they 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 need it because they can only do so much. And like I said, hiring new people is not gonna fix the problem right away because you gotta reteach them your tech, your ins and out of your game. And they're expensive. They're I expensive. mean game designers aren't they got big salaries <laughs> that they so, want at least. <laughs> like and you know, as much people want to slam, you know, Eververse, you know, and then the microtransactions, I mean that's that's basically the bread and butter right now for Bungie, to be honest. Like and I'm I'm willing to pay for those things as long as I see um as long as I see the results of them. Like I was willing to pay for Whisper of the Worms ornaments yep. because I knew that there would be a secret mission later on. And then there was zero hour. I was like, awesome, let's go. And I'm like, if anyone who knows it, like I love my zero hour, right? Yep. Oh, um, yeah. But but then like after that, they're like, okay, there's the ornaments for Outbreak Perfected, and it's gonna pay for what? Like if there's more stuff that comes along with it. The thing that scares me right now is can you guys tell me what's going to happen in the next seasons like what are we doing in the next seasons like do you have any idea uh i have a couple ideas and again that word theory again theory (laughs) um somehow they have to implement vault of glass Mm -hmm. and 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 in some way to make it for a reason for why it's back because venus is not on the directory so there has to be a re- like that's my theory like that like it's something something's gonna happen with time like if osiris is in the tower and something and he's mr time he's mr time traveler that there is something to be said about that so that's what my theory is i think we're like like this is what also bothers me and just popped in my head like like with the season story and the campaign story Whereas uh, the, first, uh, the second episode, Luke and I did, mm-hmm. we were talking about our thoughts about Beyond Light. And we discussed how we liked the story of Beyond Light, but it didn't feel like a main story campaign. It, it just it felt like it was the other way around. It felt like a side uh, story or a season, seasonal content, um, in a sense. Uh, it didn't feel, it didn't, whereas, you know, we were hoping, before we know what it is now, of Season of the Hunt being that, you know, we're dealing... Uh, with the darkness and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. But now, now what we know now, like obviously, it doesn't feel like that either. So, like I know we used to go playing back, and you know when they dropped the little the DLC expansions of you know Curse of Osiris and Warmind, and and then then they moved to the seasonal uh, uh, of you know three months. This is a season, and then you know we're to drip this content throughout the whole season. Like it just, it just. It confuses me sometimes. <laughs> like, all right, we're doing this story, but oh, we got to go back to this story. Like, but we got to type the loose end for this story, and but it's all going to lead up to two seasons from now. And like, it's just, it, it can be very jarring. To- There's a lot of moving parts. There's yeah. a lot of moving parts, and it almost feels like everything kind of leaps frogs over each other. You know. Um, I guess my thing is, as long as there's there's forward movement in the story, I think you're right. I think that that's, you know, for Beyond Light, it kind of felt like it was just kind of like a side story. And I think that's the reason why, like, Zivu Arath is kind of a big deal. It is, like, yeah. Zivu Arath is a big deal. That's like orcs coming. 
Like that should be a big freaking deal. And maybe Zivu Arath and Sabathun are both coming together. I don't know how, but like Zivu Arath is one of the three, you know, one of the three sisters. There's Oryx, Sabathun, and Zivu Arath. And like Zivu Arath is the warrior, is like the like the war god. Yeah, the war and, god. Yep. And so that's what happened had Mano. That's like all yeah. right. I'm all about the Oryx and the family tree. All right. And I'm like, I'm reading lore after every five months. You know, like, and, right. and it was weird because today I was doing one of my hunts just to get some recon data because that's actually the fastest way to rank that thing up is just to do recon data that's over and over and over. That's what I did to rank it up. And, and then especially like if you get like a bad roll, it's almost like the lure rolls with certain weapons. So it's like your deafening whisper and then you get what armor weapons, blah, 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 blah. No one wants the armor. You're just going to get it from the season pass anyway. Nope. Um, but um, I actually fought one of the bigger knights in the Dreaming City, and I was kind of like, oh, I haven't fought him yet. And it was, I thought maybe it would lead to something, and then it didn't. Like, I think that would be the thing that would be nice, is it would be cool if these hunts led to something. Like, maybe we go inside the Dreaming City, and maybe Zuvu Arath has gotten into the Ascendant Realm, or something like that. If, like, there is an, a continuation of the season of the hunt, I'd be all for it. But right now, we don't see that. And I'd like to believe that there's more to come, but right now it's just very minimal. I feel, I feel that this is the first time, I guess every time I don't really know what's going on, but for this time specifically, I feel like all that they have to work with is leading us to the next expansion, right. uh, how they're going to do that with what three more seasons, right? Before the next expansion, I literally have no idea. I, you're so right. Like, I just did that exact same fight where I fought that big knight. And I was like, is that the thing that killed Sagira? Is that, is that right. looks kind of like the same one, but it, obviously it wasn't. And, uh, but that I wouldn't have known. Cause there's like, no, there's no explanation to what's happening other than we got to go to follow the, the green stuff, which does the green stuff. I think that there's also going to be new. Do you guys think that there's going to be new, sorry, this is really off topic, but do you think there's going to be new subclasses? in seasons or in expansions because like this green stuff makes me feel like the next well they, they, they there are isn't there like two other su dark subclasses i mean we would assume since there's three light subclasses i guess maybe that there's, there's probably going to be more but i i think you have to drive the expansions with those yeah. so to me it makes sense if you're going to do a darkness subclass is you do Sabathun, you get another darkness subclass somehow using poison or hive energy. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone's talking about poison because it's like the most obvious decay. one. Yeah. Like decay, or decay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like the most obvious one. People have been talking about that for years. Um, and then uh, I don't even know what the third one would be. Like, I think like negative energy, although void energy sort of like that, like negative or zero point energy, something like that mm -hmm. um, for lightfall would make sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the green energy is kind of like the hive energy. It's like what those hive, um, what would you call them? Detain areas are, you know, when you're in those yeah. strikes and it like, it's the same, it's like that hive energy to me. That's what that all is. It's just, like, again, it goes back to, we're just waiting for a payoff of some sort. We're, we're, <laughs> we're just constantly holding hands, waiting for something. And every time reset hits, we're going into reset. We're speculating, okay, what's, what's going to happen? Is anything going to happen? And it doesn't like people are been waiting for Hawk Moon for like ever, and I guess that's probably not coming out till maybe January yeah. is the rumor. Um, like yeah, back to what you're talking about ornaments and like always purchasing the ornaments from Neververse. Yeah, like I have sixty seven hundred silver sitting on my character for for like the last few months, 
just waiting for Hawkmoon to see the ornaments that they're going to have for it, because I'm going to buy them up, because Hawkmoon is my favorite Destiny weapon of all time. For me, I'm going to do donning stuff, because I love the donning. Me too. Yeah. I always love the armor from the donning. I feel like they always mm -hmm. do a great job. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually skipped last uh, last year's donning, which I kind of wish I didn't, because I always like the ornaments that they have for it. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, something's got, <laughs> something, something's got, to, something's got to give. You gotta like you gotta feel like there's something for your investment. Like yes. instead of just throwing money at the screen to be like, "Hey, this is the thing," um, you know, it'd be nice to be like, "Yo, this is the thing that we're planning on viewing." Um, but right now, it's it's just weird because we don't know a lot. No, and I think I think it's it, that's what bothers us. We don't know much. That's if there thing. was a time in Destiny that this reminded me of the most, it's the time after taking King. Like it was right in between. I remember January to March. It was that area where like we had done the crud out of taking king and we'd had september to december and it was awesome and then nothing yep. and it, we were all kind of like what is going on i feel like we're in that moment right now so hopefully there's more updates there's more stuff that's coming out right now i guess the big thing is just try to drive more of like social communities and like have fun with the stuff that's around while you can and farm Farms for uh, some really good weapons. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. You can all make it through it, right? Enjoy the stuff you like, because it's probably going to get taken away. <laughs> I think that Dreaming City, I could see Dreaming City and Tangled Shore getting, like, something happening to them because of Savathun. We hope. Because, I mean, if Savathun comes, I mean, the curse the curse is kind of fulfilled at that point. Mm-hmm. What if she wreck? What if she take she takes the dreadnought and wrecks it into the dreaming city, <laughs> and then the dope. dreadnought is on the dreaming city. That would be dope. and that would be part of the map. I feel like that would be insane. There. I mean, <laughs> we need more of those cataclysmic events in the universe because yes. we're not exactly just like playing marbles here. Like we're yeah. like fighting with gods and stuff like that. I think we need to feel that more. Yes, hundred yes. percent agree. I like. I want to feel like the world's changing. Like they want it to be an ever changing world. Like the, the day before Beyond Light was the coolest thing I've witnessed in Destiny in a long, 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 long time. Like that whole event and all the way leading up to like the light beam happened. And I was like, this is it. We're all dead. And then the ne then it was just like the next day beyond. They're like, Guardians, there's a thing on the Europa. Go see it. I'm like, oh, man, that kind of stinks. I thought something else was going to happen. Like it like the darkness took those planets and I don't know. That was a cool example, like of them almost having it. <laughs> they just did the next day. It was so anticlimactic. Almost there. It was so anticlimactic. Like the game went off offline. I was like, "This is awesome." That was such a good way to make the season mm -hmm. end. But alas, again, guys, we're just the waiting game. So um, we're near the end of our little show here. But uh, a lot to talk about. I wish we could talk more and more and more, but we'd be here for hours on end. Yeah, I could talk um, for because just I love talking destiny. I like hearing, I like listening to other people's input and 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 their opinions on such things. And again, thank you, Mano, for uh, being our first and sitting down and discussing uh, the way you tick and how, how the way you think uh, things should be or could be. Uh, so again, we we thank you uh, as always for coming on. Um, for this time, feel free to promote anything from your youtube to your twitch the things you do what people can expect from you anything the floor is yours go all out we'll listen sure awesome 
Well, thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. Like you, I love talking Destiny. I love this game. Loved it ever since I've been playing it. Um, you can find me down at twitch.tv slash manadestra777 that uh, Bearded Luke lovely put together right <laughs> down underneath here. Um, also my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash manadestra777. Um, we have a great Discord full of, we're, I think we're getting to the point now we're about 4,000 people in our Discord. Um, we've got a couple of clans going on right now. We would like to get more. So if you're interested, join because we have a really positive, awesome community. Um, yeah, just looking forward to making more Destiny content, more original stuff, not just Descendant Challenge videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and possibly doing something like this, either a podcast or something on Twitch, which is like a live show of some sort. We're, I'm looking at that direction um, at doing something like that. So stay tuned. Ah. Awesome. I'll definitely look into all that stuff. I gotta join mm -hmm. the Discord. I forgot to tell you, seven's my favorite number, so I've always appreciated that about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, can you explain the seven seven seven? It doesn't fail. Like everyone's like, what the heck does your name mean? Okay. All right. Just fucking so so here's the well, no. Well, here's the story of the name, and I gotta tell you. It's it's I, I get this from so many people because it's technically an Italian. It's bonus name. content. Again. It's bonus content. All right. So the 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 source of my name is back when i got an xbox 360 i needed to have a gamer tag right i'm a musician so i put in my first first initials into google i just literally put music md manodestra it means the right hand i'm like dude that's so cool that's such cool that's the right hand but it sounds kind of cool it's my real life initials right so the problem is is that someone had manodestra 77 or manodestra already so i they said you know you need to put numbers on it i'm like well that's kind of stupid well, I better find out numbers. So at the time, I was watching a great movie that you probably watched called Hot Fuzz. Yep, and Nicholas yep. Angel is the cop in that. And if you actually do like do the research, his cop number is 777 because it's like supposed to it's supposed to be like his nickname is Nicholas Angel. Right. So I was just like, well, that's kind of cool. It's 777, Mad Odester 777. Okay. And this was years before I was like in a stream or do anything like I had no idea what streaming even was. I was playing COD. I was playing COD and what did we play fantasy star online uh we played some of that stuff back on like xbox 360 back when i was like in college and stuff like that that that's it and then it just kind of came so i get people who constantly ask because manodestra it's like an italian term for the right hand so i get a lot of people like oh do sell italiano and i'm like i'm american <laughs> i'm american <laughs> and so you really love Bungie because they love sevens. So. Right. And so everyone's like, that's the reason you have the sevens in your name, right? Nope. It has to do with Hot Fuzz and Nicholas Angel <laughs> and the sevens in it. It's like one of the fun trivia parts about that. Um, I've actually considered just making my name Mano. Um, you like Datto or Glad, yeah. just like simple names. Mano. But right now someone has the name on Twitch. And I like, I mean, it's it's a cool name. It works. I may drop the numbers at some point. We'll see. You could just be Manod. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been trying to contact the person who has my emote, like just Mano, because right now that's what my emote prefix is. Yeah, M A N O D, and it's the, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Manode, <laughs> Manode, Manode. Oh man! Awesome. Well, we're so happy you're here. Honestly, that's yeah. why. We, this is why we do this. We love, like, regardless of where Destiny's at, we appreciate the community and being able to have friends that care enough about it that we can literally sit here on a Sunday night and talk about it on the internet and have 30 something people here watching. It's it's I'm appreciate it and I appreciate you guys being here. A bunch of guys with with beards just talking. Yeah, exactly. And Mano has beautiful hair so it makes it even even better. <laughs>
So the only reason I have it is I just showered right before. Go. <laughs> Good. So um, Havoc, if you want to, you know, tell yeah, people your things. Yeah, we're here again. Thank you to the listeners uh, for listening. Obviously, uh, if you're watching the live portion, and thank you for coming in and watching. Uh, if you happen to miss the live portion, uh, this will be the VOD will be over on our YouTube. If you are on the go and you like listening to podcasts, the audio portion will be uploaded by Mr. Luke at the end of the night, every every Sunday night to Anchor, which distributes it to Spotify, Google Music, Amazon Music, et cetera, et cetera, whatever your preferred uh, spot, uh, podcast platform you prefer. Definitely check it out. Or you could just type in the Destiny Nerds. We pop up. Believe me, I've done it. We pop up. It's awesome. It brings a smile to my face when I do it and search. <laughs> um, so again, thank you for everyone who came out. Always appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Hopefully, hashtag blame Luke. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you next Sunday. Bye.